The Biden bill is full of lies. I hear all over the media. Why? And what's the reason for? Lovely people pull into this cul-de-sac every time as if it's a habit. A long time ago, I heard the argument. We are going to go on strike unless company members of repertory theatres are paid £10 a week more next year. All in favour, raise your hands. Okay, good, back to rehearsals. I was in a company, I was a company member of a production of Hamlet. The speaker was our equity deputy who had called the meeting to vote, not to discuss. As 24, playing Bernardo Fortinbras and Rinaldo having a great time, not to discuss. Back to work. But I asked, hang on a minute, I don't understand what is happening to this £10 a week right now. Our repertory theatre directors pocketing it with a cackle. Are they taking holidays in Benidorm on it? Is Joe Manchin a bad man? You want that, don't you? You so badly want that. Is that what I can take home? 18 pairs of eyes turned glassily upon me. I went on. You know what will happen. This play has 15 people in it. This play, Hamlet. Next year, there will be a spate of two-handers, one-handers. Everybody, all one or two, being paid the extra £10 a week. I can hear you then. Why doesn't anyone do the big plays, the great plays anymore? It's the artistic directors of the reps. Grr. Our great director grinned wide, wide as the Cheshire cat. He knew me well. The equity deputy winced and said he'd explain later, and later he tried but lost the battle. All right, darlings, back to scene one, please. And who's there, Dikran, darling? And off we went. Industrial Revolution begins roughly 1750. America designs a flag in 1776. Hmm. The Industrial Revolution was and still is an interesting thing. Burning stuff, trees, coal, gas, pouring visibly nasty-tasting muck into the air gave no one a second thought, not a qualm. In 1750, 1850, 1950, now it's 2022, and oops. Lots of deadlines of 2050. By 2050, we need to cut our emissions by blah, 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 etc., etc., etc. Since 1750, the U.S. economic miracle has put more CO2 into the atmospheres, the stuff that hangs around for a thousand years than anybody else. The United States, in quotes, has, has emitted more CO2 than any other country to date at around 400 billion tons since 1751. It is responsible for 25% of historical emissions. 5% of the world's population. This is twice more than China, the world's second largest contributor. No one will ever catch us. It does not go away. Well, well done, you guys, you paragon of animals. What a right royal fuck-up. Yes, you won the race. You are number one, the biggest, the best of what? You did win the arms race, the wealth race, the inequality race, the 400 billion tons race. We're all impressed. But not that much. And I'm not blaming you. So far as I know, everyone else, every other nation, every other culture would have done the same thing. They didn't. Still, even if they would have, 
it was immensely stupid. And there were a few other cultures who didn't do it because possessing, subduing, conquering the earth was not their game plan, their priority. The ones you countenance, the first world, funny that, a small proportion of the population did it, then called themselves first. It is funny, really. And this, it should be said, is not the fault of Joe Manchin or Joe Biden. Joe and Joe Blow and Josephine Blow did it. We did it. Every day some sparkly pundit says, all we need is innovation investment. We must maintain growth and the crowd grows wild, a crowd of idiots. Joes are concerned for their voters and their investors too. Aha, the investors, the money in politics. That's it. That's who we can blame. Phew, Tulane, you nearly had me there. Blame myself? Never in the history of candy floss has that happened. Hear this, the Koch brothers have provided you with cheap gas for 50 years so you could get to work, go on vacation, not walk, get fat, buy cheap cherries because trucks brought them to you, refrigerated trucks, have massive TVs to watch sports powered by electricity, generated by coal fires, etc., etc., etc. How long have we known? 50 years at least. Wine and blame no more. Ride a bike. The snarky Mr. Graham, Lindsay that is, smirked his way through a discussion on inflation. Bernie said, it's the billionaires. Lindsay said, people can't afford to drive their cars. To which no one said, no one of us, none of us can afford to drive cars. High gas prices are good practice for what we will need to do to stop the ocean covering Miami, New York City. I know you don't believe it, but that is the truth. Nobody has said to us, the American people or the rest, it's going to be tough. We've made a terrible mistake. Measures will be necessary. Find a way to enjoy them. And for Apollo's sake, face the truth you have made and stop whining. Nobody has said to us that we should have said to ourselves but didn't. Live in the dream. Living the illusion. I wonder if it, this incapacity, inability to admit mistakes is attached to racism. Just as we say, the Western way of life, this extreme, extremely polluting way of life is turned into the greatest way of life. So racism is somehow a reflection of the greatest way of life. It is the same syndrome whether one is connected to the other. I think they are. I think they are connected deep in our least admirable human traits, our being us, all of us. But some cultures are better at denial than others or less able to tell the truth. The investment that a certain culture or civilization has in the myth of its historic superiority to all the rest, I don't need to specify, you all know who, is really indeed historically useless. The two problems, the environment and the race, the two intractables, or maybe in the interest of the bigger umbrella, we all seem so fond of the environment and supremacy, which includes misogyny, have no time left on the meter. And one guy is refusing to pay. I watched film of Khalid Muhammad tearing an audience 
of mostly white people, a new one in the 90s, their faces ashen with shock and indignation. I wondered, do they so need the real history hidden? Khalid might be an objectionable man, an objectionable man. I don't know him. I have not met him, but he wasn't lying. Tearing great huge rents in the myth. And since the behaviors, the original actions of this unnamed community are not original, are tragically human, are in us all, and have been practiced by other communities all over the world and time, it should be possible to say, yes, we did that. It is what a proud, brave, dignified person would do. But they refuse to do that. They cannot allow Mr. Muhammad to be truthful. He is dismissed as hostile and angry and full of evil. And since he has no reason to be hostile and angry, their gray faces seem to say, he must be just vindictive and bestial, evil. A condemnation of the other I have heard and worse, seen, assumed, and agreed to all my life. Our problem is that we do not admit to participating in the humanity itself that we know has committed all these atrocities against other humans because we think we are above them, so we are trapped. Catch 22. I think it is the religion. Sorry, I do. The thousands of years of being told from the pulpit that we are born vile and depraved with no attempt to integrate our bad acts into a coherent human whole, but casting out the demons exhorted to rise above this state and achieve what? Grace? Striving is a good thing, I guess. Aspiration is lovely, but there is something in the denial of humanness. Celibacy, self-denial, guilt, whipping oneself and when it hurts too much, whipping others. From a hierarchy of prelates who we find more and more fail their own high, ridiculous and impossible standards. As before, I don't think Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. I think Satan was having the hard time. Jesus might have been celibate if he was celibate, the same way some few of us are. He was busy with other things. Imagining that self-denial is a manifestation of virtue is a sad idea, but a contagious one and leads the denier into some very strange psychological territory, maybe even causing the aspirers to have a perverse desire for sex with children. This particular sect, which I shall not name, even when it is being benign on the surface, cannot hold it all in forever. So denial of this personal caliber becomes communally a denial of almost everything. We are responsible for the dying of our planet as surely as we breathe, as surely as we are for slavery and genocide. And when you find yourself opening that trap and saying, well, they did it too, you just prove your sex does not even value adulthood. And yes, some of them did, only not as well or as comprehensively. Speaking to your own as natural-born sinners allows another trick. We assume people who don't belong to our belief story to be natural-born too, but without the self-knowledge that we possess. The other views of ourselves, other religions, may find straighter ways to good behavior. That other views of ourselves, other religions, may find straighter ways to good behavior. It's just not comprehensible. 
It must be done by obedience, self-control, control of the self, the self, the locked up beast. But just imagine that Jesus in the wilderness, while Satan rants and raves, But just imagine that Jesus in the wilderness while Satan rants and raves like a full well. Dominion over all? Wow, why? Such a silly desire, so boring too, to make myself the only person worth listening to? What do you think I am, a professor at Yale? You got me all wrong, mate. I always like that bit in the book. <laughs>